0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Tuesday, January the third, twenty twenty three. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow. Of the Spurs Up show, appreciate you all tuning in. I see Stephen Boyle Jr., Travi, Gad, Kenneth, Alex Mitchum, Todd Smith, Jonathan Lee. What's going on? Appreciate you all. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, have the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered there. Again, guys, it's game day. South of men's basketball taking on the Vanderbilt Commodores as SEC play begins for Lamont Paris in his first season. His first go-around, an 18-game slate in the SEC. Looking forward to that 7 o'clock tip-off tonight. That's at Memorial Gymnasium in Nashville, Tennessee. We'll talk about that much, much more. And, of course, as always, we're taking your questions, your comments, and your calls. 843-790-337. 790 3377 Of course, guys, prayers up to DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' defensive back who I believe right now is still in intensive care. And, of course, um, just goes to show, you know, we care so much about football and sports and everything else, but life is much, much, much bigger than any of those things that I just mentioned, of course, when, when you have a situation like this and you have um, a dude fighting for his life, playing the game that he loves, fighting for his life because of it, it, it just reminds us. Uh, that life can be very fragile. But either way, we are going to try to keep this thing as normal as possible. Um, let's see. Yeah, the Namara Hamlin family uh, releasing a statement this morning as well. But again, we're going to try to keep this thing as normal as possible. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything, college sports, pro sports, everything in between. I uh, just wanted to take a look and see if they've got, I'm sure they do have prop plays for tonight's game against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Um, again, so many listeners and fans of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as Well, So, again, that's our friends at Price Picks. Go down the app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. And I'm just taking a look here. Um, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing... The South Carolina game yet. They've got Tennessee, Mississippi State. They've got prop plays for that game. Notre Dame, Boston College, Syracuse, Louisville, Nebraska, Michigan State. Kentucky LSU is tonight. Uh, Texas Tech and Kansas. So it looks like they've got the top games up there. Uh, Maybe later in the day, they will have the South Carolina Vanderbilt game. But I think when it comes to college basketball, they more so try to focus on the top matchups, if you will. So, we shall see. Uh, anyways, guys, Stephanie Lee, what's going on? Rakeem says, at quarterback next year. Never know how they're going to use him. Uh, how they're going to use him. Travy, all good. He says, sorry, we didn't get a lot. Jay, we're on the opposite side, tailgating. All good, my friend. All good. No big deal. I definitely understand. And I know that uh, game day, obviously, was chaos. It was chaos for yours, truly. Uh, our friends over at Carolina Cigars got caught up a bit in regards to the traffic. The traffic on 95 was crazy. It was absolutely terrible. I uh, was happy we got there on Wednesday, but uh, yeah, had a blast. And Travi, we'll make sure we link up at some point. You know, again, we're at an interesting time of year. We're at an interesting time of year. And what I love about you guys that tune in and show love and show support is that y- 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 y'all will continue to tune in no matter what. Uh, and I always make the joke, right? Like over the summer, the, these, are the, these are the ride or die Daily Crowers right here because, you know, we have a lot of folks that just tune in. Uh, that just tune in during football season. That's totally fine, by the way. That's totally fine. I don't mind it. But uh, we are now really now today, um, you know, I think yesterday, obviously, speaking on the bowl game, and that was our first conversation, uh, you know, since the Gator Bowl, if you will. And so I felt like that was a pretty normal conversation, pretty normal day. But, uh, yeah, now I feel like we sort of start that transition, right? We start that transition from, Football is in the rear view. Of course, football is 24-7, 365. College football season never ends for fans in the SEC. But truly, we are starting that transition from football is now in our rear view. We now move forward to basketball. Of course, again, the SEC slate getting going today. We've got baseball upcoming in a little over a month. So, um, And of course, the only football-related news really right now is we sit and we wait for other signees and recruiting. We wait for the decisions of Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells. We wait for uh, any other transfer portal or or whether it be departures or arrivals. We wait on things like that. And then, you know, spring practice, of course, does not even begin until early in March. So, early in March. So, um, yeah, it's exciting times, though. And, again, these are fun times. I told you guys before. Organic conversation—the greatest content derives from organic conversation. That's certainly, that's certainly what we, what we have right now. So, anyways, guys, would love to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. I will say this: I'm, I'm a little antsy because I'm a little antsy because I, I am ready to start talking about. You know, way too early predictions for the 2023 season. But until we get official word on Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells, I, I just, I don't feel comfortable throwing out a prediction, right? I, I I don't feel comfortable, you know, making a prediction without knowing who our starting quarterback is going to be and if Juice Wells is going to return. Um, let's see. Okay, I see my guy Brian Lattimore in the TDC Questions channel the Big Cock Club Discord. By the way, guys, join the Big Cock Club. We'll be watching basically all the basketball and baseball games in the BCC Hangout. going to be a really good time. It's basically, like, it's basically like Twitter spaces on steroids, right? You've been in a Twitter space before where it's just like audio and a bunch of people talk. Well, we're pretty much doing that, but we're watching a game at the same time. So it's a lot of fun um if you want to talk with us conversate communicate you can ask anybody in the big Cot club i think our folks in there have a really really good time being a part of that community uh you want to support the spurs up show you're more than welcome to join patreon.com slash big Cot club we would love to have you austin Moore says yo i got you a blue 100 for that hat i need that hat this is a dope one yeah i had my buddy uh, one of my buddies in columbia before i left he hooked me up with this last year so the the this is the the vintage June's Reigns cap, my guy. This is the vintage Reigns cap. So, and then we got the ooh-ooh the baseball shirt on. I'm kind of getting in baseball mode, man. Not going to lie to you. I'm kind of getting in baseball mode here. Um, so, yeah, I just figured why not we pull it out today. Brian, a lot of more comments. It says, we're not here because of football. We're here because you built a community of friends, and we love to talk game Gamecocks. Brian, that's what I love to hear, man. You're the man. Great to see you and great to hang out with you at the, uh, at the tailgate before the – uh, Gator Bowl was a lot of fun. So, anyways, guys, we can take this conversation wherever you want to go. Uh, let's let's actually dive in here. I'm going to pull up just to give you guys a bit of a brief because I know we didn't talk about it on the Monday podcast because we focused, obviously, specifically on the Gator Bowl that took place. And in, ca- and in case you guys missed it, of course, we're going to have the Daily Crow noon to 2, Monday through Friday. That's not changing. But the podcast release schedule will now be Monday- And Thursday, right? Monday, Thursday versus our normal Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think what's probably going to happen with that, as I've told you guys before, what will probably happen is this. The first half of the year, so through June, we'll do this Monday, Thursday schedule. And then the second half of the year, beginning in July and going all the way through the end of the year, we'll go back to the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. And the reason is because uh, July is when I start breaking down college football. I start talking Gamecocks football and that uh, for that, we need three shows, right? Because we have so much content. And I tell you guys, we have so much content in the preseason. There's so many things to break down between the position unit preview series, the opponent preview series, the the all of the previews, the predictions, everything we do. Like we need that time to create that content, if you will. We need that time, so. Uh, we'll go back to three shows per week when we get into the month of July and throughout the rest of the year. But right now we're transitioning, as I told you guys, the Monday-Thursday show. But, of course, <clears throat> we've got two hours on a daily basis to break everything down as well. Uh, on that note, you take a look at the Vanderbilt Commodores, 7-6 and six overall, right? This is their first conference game, of course, as well. 5-3 and three at home and going through their schedule. They've lost to Memphis, Southern Miss, beat Temple in overtime, beat Moorhead State lost to St. Mary's, beat Fresno State, lost to VCU, beat Wofford, beat Pitt, lost to Grambling State, lost to NC State, beat Alabama A&M, beat Southeastern Louisiana, and now take on the Gamecocks. And if you look at most power rankings, though, South Carolina and Vandy right at the bottom. I I think Vandy was picked to finish 13th in the league. We were picked to finish 14th. So this is really one of those games that, and I know it might sound ridiculous, but if your goal, if, if you, you know, I think one of your goals, obviously for year one of Lamont Paris is just don't finish last. This is probably one you need to win it, because the number, the number of sec games that you're going to win this year, you could probably count on one hand. I mean, it, just keeping it realistic. I, I think you could probably count the number of sec wins. You're going to, you're going to acquire on one hand. So this one needs to be one of them. Right. And Homie Lamont Paris wants to prove me wrong. I'd love to see it. If they go win eight, nine, ten games, I'd love to see it. But realistically, you're probably eyeing a three or four win SEC slate at best. This needs to be one of them. (laughs) This needs to be one of them, right? So, we will see what happens. You take a look at Vandy, a little bit more of a deep dive, and uh, let's see their season statistics Vanderbilt averaging 69.8 points per game giving up 65.9 points per game of course the big departure from last year is the Pippin kid um Scotty or excuse me not Scotty who, who was it not Scotty Pippin. it was uh what was his name what was it what was his first name it was Scotty Pippin's son right Let's see. Why, why am I drawing drawing a uh, a blank here? I'm going to do a Google. I should have just done a Google search. Yeah, Scottie Pippen Jr. Okay, I'm not crazy. I was like, it is Scottie Pippen. Yeah, Scottie Pippen Jr. That, that is the big departure for them. Uh, Liam Robbins leads them in scoring right now, 11.9 points per game. Miles Stute, 11.5 points per game. Tyron Lawrence, 10.4 points per game. Then Jordan Wright at 9.5 points per game. So on and so forth. So... I think the big storyline for the Gamecocks of course is going to be Gigi Jackson. How does he fare in conference play? It'd be really fun to watch him continue to grow and evolve and just kind of see what everybody else can do, man. I you know, I I'll be honest with you guys, a part of I'd be lying to you if I if I said part of the reason we are scaling back from Monday, Wednesday, Friday to Monday, Thursday in regards to the podcast. Um you know, number one, I, I do believe it's more efficient. I, I really do. I, I really do, right? Because I, I'm someone, I mean, I, I love doing what I do, but we also do it on a daily basis, right? We we do the Daily Crow Monday through Friday, noon, two. So there's no need to, I, I remember, I, I think at this time last year, I was doing the Daily Crow Monday through Friday, noon, two, and I was dropping five podcasts per week, which is absolutely crazy when you think about it. I mean, that, that's a lot. That's a lot of content. That's a lot of content, right? Um... So, but one of the, you know, unfortunately, one of the reasons too is that this, you know, if we had a top 25 basketball team, a top 25 basketball program, you know, I'd probably be, I'd probably be itching to do game previews and 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 do a 30 minute preview on the game and prediction and all that. But realistically, guys, that's just not where we are. and And, I, and I'm not, and I'm not sitting here saying again, guys, I'm going to continue to talk about and to cover basketball. But my mindset on things in regards to content has also shifted a bit. you know my my when I first started, I felt like my my number one priority and number one objective was to to break down every single gamecock sporting events to the to the deepest to the nth degree and, and 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 you know give every single key matchup and key to the game and this but as I've grown and evolved, and again my mindset has shifted, what I've realized is this. My number one job or number one goal, my number one initiative, what I'm trying to accomplish is not that. I think that's what's kind of so funny, right? Like, people on social media, they love to try to, or just in life in general, they try to put you in a box, right? And, and you can't put TSUS in a box. You can't put me in a box. Because what I'm here to do is, is not to, um... What I'm here to do is not... To break down a game to a certain nth degree. You know, it's 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 not anything, it's just to entertain. You know, we're here to provide an entertaining form of content for you all. Whether that be we talk football 24-7-365, we talk baseball, whether basketball becomes the topic of conversation. But I guess the beauty of TDC is that you never know. I mean, anything could be the topic of conversation on this show. So I got a little distracted there for a second because Hunter Kelly, dude, I was just tightening up this. I got this wristband thing on my wrist. I so just tighten this up, my okay? guy. You, 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 you cannot grab this with your hands. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. So, appreciate the, the riveting question, Hunter. Thank you. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Of course, it is game day. Also, by the way, uh, speaking of football, the Under Armour All-American game will take place today at 5 o'clock on ESBU, ESPNU, and the Gamecocks have five signees participating in that game. Four-star offensive lineman Marquis Anderson, four-star offensive lineman Trovon Bow, four-star defensive lineman Xavier McLeod, four-star defensive lineman Desmond Umiozulu, and three-star wide receiver Kelton Henderson. So, that should be a lot of fun to watch as well. If you got ESPNU, um, check it out, tune in, get a glimpse of the future, right? Get a glimpse of the future and... What South Carolina is building, some of the stars they've signed, if you will. I'll probably cut that on and looking forward to watching and just sort of seeing seeing what we got. So Stephen, Dana, what's up? Appreciate you tuning in. Chase Floyd, what's going on, my friend? Grab your popcorn. Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. Indeed. Shannon DeWitt says, I'm thinking Joiner Leggett will definitely be starters next season if Juice goes in the league. Yeah, and I I, I will say this, Shannon. I would also expect us to pick up some wide receivers in the portal. Um, You know, you also factor in some young guys. You've got Omega Blake, um, you know, Landon Sampson, some of these other guys. But, uh, you know, I I mean (laughs) – I would just say this: you you need to boost, you need to boost the wide receiver room. There's no doubt. I mean, I I I, I like I, I think Xavier Leggett. I mean, I I really do think we almost need to take a moment to stop and realize because I I don't know that it was it was it was not it was not talked about enough. Xavier Leggett was one of the best stories of the 2022 season. Like when you when you look at the season and what made the season, and that's the fun part, right? Reflecting on the season start to finish. And they remember November, as Shane Beamer pointed out, right? Because we have this recency bias. We recall what most recently happened. But when you look at the season start to finish, again, one of the best storylines of the year was Xavier Leggett. Because how many folks, and hey, this includes yours truly, how many folks after that SC State game just completely wrote him off, right? Had the two drops that led to interceptions, and I remember thinking, okay, he 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 needs to sit this one out the rest of the night. There were a lot of folks saying, hey, just don't even put him on the field the rest of the year. And for Xavier Laguette to have the mental toughness, to not just bounce back and have a few catches here and there, he made some of the biggest plays of the season, right? I mean, I, I would argue that kickoff return against Texas a him to start the game, that might have been the biggest play of the season. When you think about, the way that it sparked that victory and the way that victory sparked, you know, I think it led to what we saw at the end of the season. He, he went from people writing him off, he he shouldn't see the field ever again to being a big time impact player down the stretch. And of course, capped it off in the Gator Bowl, unfortunately, in a, in a losing effort. One of the best catches, if not the best catch, you'll see all year in college football. So, you know, I think Xavier Leguette, sneaky, Sneaky, one of the best storylines of the Gamecocks 2022 season. Truly played his ass off, played his tail off. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Leggett certainly factors in next year as one of our one of our top weapons, one of our top options. Um, he's a dude that we've been looking at year in year out, you know, just hoping and praying and thinking, fingers crossed. You know, this is this is his year. Maybe next year can be it. In regards to Dak Joyner, again, guys, we, we talked about that a bit yesterday, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how you use him. I, I don't know. I don't know how you use him. Um. Yeah. I don't know how you use him. So, quarterback, <coughs> receiver, running back, but he needs to touch the ball. I, I, I just, you know, I, I totally understand they practice, you know, They practice every single day. The the coaches know more than we do, guys. They they know more. There's a reason guys play and don't play. They know more than we do. But it is kind of baffling, right, to, to just see every time he touches the ball, good things happen. Like, why is he not touching it more? Give him a chance to fail. Give him a chance to fail. Let him show that, Oh, okay, okay, we need to scale it back now. But I think we're just, we're always left clamoring for more when it comes to Dak Joiner. We're always left asking or clamoring for more. So, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, 843-790-3377. That's
2: 843 DGD, what's up? How are you? Appreciate you tuning in.
1: Chase said, I feel like that was our linebacker's best game was the bowl game. It was nice to see. Just hate the lack of depth. Had him gassed in the fourth. Yeah, it really did. No, it really, really did. Um, Just got worn out. Just got worn out in that second half, man. Just got worn out in that second half. So. Again, guys. Um prayers up for tomorrow Hamlin the safety from the Buffalo Bills I actually was not watching the game and I got a text from somebody and and cut on Twitter and obviously everything had gone crazy but uh, yeah man just just wild just wild so it's it's sad I mean it's really sad football's a dangerous game man it is a it is a dangerous dangerous game and it's it's scary
2: Scary what can happen, so.
3: Anyways.
1: Ashley Greer, NCAA's got to revise the NIL transfer portal and coaches contacting players to get them to transfer. I mean, what do you do? I, I I just, actually, I don't disagree with you. I, I just, when I think about that stuff, it's it's like, what's the solution, you know? Travis Allen's per source is Torian Gray being sought after by Florida State. I had not heard that, really. Really. Hmm. Florida State just, they, they're pursuing all our guys, aren't they? <clears throat> they seem to be going after all our guys. Gilbert Edmond too, right? What, isn't, I think Gilbert Edmond was visiting FSU. If if I if I heard correctly. I'm pretty sure Gilbert Edmond was visiting FSU.
2: I'm Almost positive. Let's see.
3: I don't know.
2: Just very, I don't know, just interesting.
1: All right, let's jump to the phone lines. Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's up?
4: So, um... So what you think they're gonna put uh, DK at like
1: um like, this year? Um right. yeah. So where do I think they're gonna put Dak Joiner in 2023? Um I think he's gonna remain at wide receiver. I, I mean I'll be honest with you I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much differently they're gonna really use him. I mean maybe he'll touch it more, yeah. but uh, I I don't think the carry on Joiner will get moved to quarterback. I I don't see it. I don't see it. So I I, no, I think he'll still no, be a wide receiver.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, there, there's a bunch of uh, tied-in tight tight end choices, too, what I'm wondering about, um, and uh, running back, who's going to be, like, the starting running back and all. So I, I, I think we got somebody from Arkansas. I forgot his name. Um, who was
1: it? Yeah, Trey Knox. Trey Knox, which is a really good pickup. So, he'll, yeah, he'll be yeah. a an immediate starter, obviously, and I think a, a big-time contributor for us.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hope, hopefully, uh, you know, that'll – you know, mm. push out, uh, you know, a lot of wins for this year. But
2: mm.
4: uh, yeah, I mean, I hope, hopefully, we got the death. I don't know if we uh, got the death or not, but, you know, I'm just talking it out there. Yeah, you know, just, I, I just you know, I, the, you know? the,
1: I, I'll tell you this, Hunter, the, the 2023 season is going <laughs> to be really interesting no matter what, <clears throat> because either, <laughs> either Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells return. And I think South Carolina is viewed as a dark horse in the SEC East to challenge, you know, a Tennessee that's replacing its quarterback, a Georgia that's replacing its quarterback, a Florida that's in disarray, a Kentucky that has a new quarterback. I think the Gamecocks will be looked at, yeah, they pretty have, uh, favorably. That's,
4: that's leader, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it'll be really, or, or you're going to have a team. In South Carolina, that you know the quarterback battle will will be on because Rattler and, and Wells will will no longer be here. So it's going to be interesting, no matter what.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not, sorry, uh, I was kind of slow today. I, I stutter a little bit when I get nervous.
1: So no, I'm you're dude. You're you're totally dude. You're totally fine, man. You're totally good.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> no, I appreciate it, man. Take Hunter, care.
1: thanks so much for the call, my guy. Yep. Yep. Bye. Take care. Great stuff from Hunter. Now, the, the point I was making, though, is that, you know, and I, and I think about it almost selfishly from the, the content perspective, but uh, the 2023 season is going to be really, really interesting no matter what happens, right? And, and I know that might sound obvious, but you think about it. Either Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells are going to return, and I think if that happens, South Carolina is going to be viewed as as one of the dark horses in the SEC East, no doubt, to challenge the Georgia Bulldogs. Because you think about it, Georgia will be replacing their quarterback. Tennessee going to be replacing their quarterback. Florida's in disarray. Kentucky will have a new quarterback. And that game will be in Columbia. Missouri, you'll have to go to Como, but they've got their own set of issues. And then Vandy is Vandy. So I think the Gamecocks, realistically, if Rattler and Wells return, I think they're viewed as a dark horse to maybe win double-digit games and win the SEC East, as crazy as that sounds. If those two gentlemen do not return, if Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells declare for the NFL draft, it will be so intriguing and so much fun to follow this quarterback competition going into the 2023 season. And just how long does it go on, right? Because you've got Luke Dodeby who started a number of games in the 2021 season. And let's not forget, by the way, he was named the starter officially after the spring game in 2021. So this coaching staff likes Luke Doty. It doesn't matter if you like Luke Doty or your friend or your cousin. The coaching staff obviously likes him to some degree. Then you've got a bunch of unproven yet talented guys behind him. Then you've got a De'Carrion Joyner coming back, who I don't think they're going to move him to quarterback, but it's at least an interesting conversation. Then you've got the transfer portal. And then also, by the way, you factor in, how does this quarterback competition and quarterback battle, how does it impact expectations for year three? Because most of you year three is, all right, this is the year where you kind of determine what's the trajectory of the program under the current head coach. But it almost feels like year two was year three for South Carolina, if that makes sense, based off you look at who they picked up, who they had. So it, it's going to be really interesting, right? It's going to be really interesting. And I, and I do think for certain, and it might sound like no dud, it's obvious, but, but I've seen projections and predictions from people. And I've heard people talk about, well, it doesn't matter what they do. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The 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 decisions of Spencer Rattler and Antoine Wells greatly impact the 2023 season. I think it's the difference probably between fighting for six or seven wins and potentially being a dark horse in the SEC East. I think it makes that much of a difference what those two guys do. So, you know. I, I think it's a it, but it's it's gonna be so like like from the content perspective, guys. Like I said, there there, there are there are <laughs> there are a couple of things that are like big, big buzzwords or buzz topics for content, right? They're just things people love to talk about. I think coaching searches is probably number one. Because I'll tell you this, when Will Muschamp was fired, <clears throat> and we were talking about the coaching search, and dude, it was on a daily basis. The numbers were crazy because everybody wants to know um, you know, who, who the hot name is, what have you. And Calvin Muldoon. No, I did not go to USC. No, I I went to Newberry college and played baseball. I got into South Carolina. I don't know many people know that, which whatever I got into South Carolina, considered going, but followed my passion, followed my heart and, and wanted to be a college athlete. And that is a decision I have never, and will never regret my guy. That was a blast. So, no, I did not go to USC. I chased the baseball dream. So, I thought about it. I thought about it. It was tough to say no. It was tough to say no because I was born and raised a Gamecock, but it also wasn't tough to say no because I was like, I'm a baseball player. I'm playing baseball. So, anyways, no, I did not go to USC. I don't know. The, the amount of people who, who do not know that is interesting. I, I think most people do that. Most people know that I went to Newberry. But, uh, no, did not go to South Carolina. Either way, though, if Rattler does not come back, though, like I was talking about, the buzz topics, if you will, the buzz topics that are so interesting, um, you know, quarterback battle and quarterback competition is definitely one that moves the needle. That, that is something that, you know, you spend the the entire preseason, right. You spend the entire preseason talking about it, debating it, especially if a guy like Luke Doty is, is anointed the starter, there's going to be a lot of people that disagree, Right. But I, I just, you know, that that's why when people ask me, who do you prefer the starter be? It's a cop-out answer, but it's true. Like, I don't care who the starter is. I just want to win games. Whoever wins the job, that's who I want the starter to be. Right? It's a weird feeling, too, with Luke Doty. It's, it's, it's weird how quickly people want to write him off. It, it's weird. It's, it's weird. Like, it, it, and I think it just, I think it's because with quarterbacks, it's like at the first sign of trouble people are just ready to throw you out. They they're just ready to just you're done. You're done. You don't have it. You're either great from the jump and you're great throughout or for people like the the, the the first sign of trouble it's like nope, you're done. You're done. Um so I don't know. It'll be interesting though. It it'll be it'll be very interesting if if uh if Rattler and Wells do leave, and and, and I and I just really think, um, Coach Ford says Doty has never shown an SEC arm has not played competitive football in years. Coach Ford, did he not play last year? And he also played this year. I know it was in garbage time, but he did play. So, anyways. But I, I, I do think and I, and I just wonder though, one of my questions is I, I wonder if this fan base will be able to if because I, I just don't I don't understand like again, I, I've seen people literally throwing out <clears throat> 10 and two predictions for the 2023 season. It's like how can you make a prediction when you don't even know if your quarterback's returning or not? How,
2: how? You know? So I, I'm excited. I mean, I I hope they announce
1: quickly because, you know, I am excited. I'd, I'd love for. I'd love for Thursday's podcast to be, um, you know, our way too early predictions and stuff like that. So. So. By the way, guys, I'm locked in. I've got 74 to 68 Vanderbilt getting the W tonight. Uh, who knows truly though what's going to happen. Vandy's a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, which I'm, 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 I gotta say, I'm actually pretty damn surprised it's that much. I, I mean, Vandy's not good. Vandy's, Vandy's not good. I mean, we take a look at the, the SEC basketball power rankings here. Here we go. Four hours ago, our friends at Saturday Down South, they put out, they put out, uh, Power Rangers. This is what they have to say. Okay. I'm going to read Vandy's and South Carolina's. This is what they say for Vandy. It feels strange to say this, but Tuesday night's game in Nashville between South Carolina and Vandy is must see TV. If the Commodores can't win this one, they might not win an SEC game all year. After Tuesday night's home game, the Commodores visit number 20, Mizzou, and number eight, Tennessee. Then home games against number 13, Arkansas, and number seven, Alabama, await brutal. Here's what they say about the Gamecocks, who rank 13th, by the way, in, in the SEC Power rankings. So, Vandy 14, South Carolina 13. Literally the bottom two. Saturday Down South says, can South Carolina start SEC play with a bang? As mentioned above, the Gamecocks hit a Nashville on Tuesday night to take on the Commodores in a game that could decide the worst team in the conference. Gigi Jackson will need to have a big night to win on the road. We'll see what happens for the Gamecocks, but this would be a really nice win to build confidence moving forward. I mean, <laughs> oh, the homie Lamont. God bless the homie Lamont, dude. God bless the homie Lamont. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Find some joy. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, we we you know, Stephen. To your point, we don't we don't deserve we we don't deserve any respect right now. We got to go earn it. I mean, we, we we're not a we're 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 not a very good basketball team at all. Not even remotely. We're not even remotely a very good basketball team. So, Hunter Kelly says if Spence and Juice come back, would you predict 10 and 2? Great question. Hey, Hunter, that's a great question. I, no, probably, probably not. Right. I haven't sat down, looked at the schedule, you know, gone through it, whatever. South Carolina's biggest issue in 2023, guys, it's not going to be the quarterback. It's not going to be the wide receiver. It's going to be the line of scrimmage. And I hate to say that, and people just get so sick and tired of talking about it, but I think that's going to be the number one question mark that I have, is you lose a lot on the offensive and defensive lines, and you're bringing in some great players, but you're going to be relying on a lot of young guys, a lot of freshmen. And winning in the SEC and being young are two things that do not go together. They, 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 they just don't. They don't. You need experience in the trenches. The best teams in the SEC, they got these third and fourth and fifth year guys up front. So, and I think you look at the first half of the schedule as well, it, just, it just it just does not bode well for a young, inexperienced team at the most important positions on the field, which is the line of scrimmage on both sides. So, I, I think picking 10 wins for this team is is still very aggressive. I think it is overzealous. You know, and and it's... I didn't expect to win 10 games in year three. I didn't expect it. So, you know, I I don't know what I'm going to pick, Hunter. I don't know what I'm going to pick, but I just... I still think. I still think. Picking ten and two with the with the with the issues we have up front, because I mean, guys, you, you look at the bowl game, for example, right? I mean, Notre Dame's not world beaters, but they're a good team. They've got talent, right? Obviously, we lost that game because of the line of scrimmage, like straight up. That defense you saw in the field. That's basically our defense next year. I mean, outside of the additions, like I got, you know, a pup Howard's going to play as a freshman. Stone Blanton'll be a year better, but I mean, guys, that defense used like we're, I, I am, I am worried about the defense in twenty twenty three. I'm, I'm worried about the defense. This might be a year we go six and six or seven and five because the defense is bad. I, I'm, I just, I don't know that. That's. Because, again, that defense we saw, that's the defense we're going to have. And it did isn't like we're bringing in right now a huge influx of portal guys on the defense to help. Not that I'm seeing. So it might be a year in which we need to score 38 a game to get to eight wins. And Coach Ford, I hear you. I understand that defense had a couple weeks to prepare. That defense also gave up almost 600 yards of offense, Coach Ford. So, I mean, I hear you. I hear you, but I'm just I'm just making the point that I I, I am I am a, li- a bit concerned about the defense. I mean, you you gave up a hunt. You know, I talked about it yesterday, but you gave up over 190 yards per game on the ground, and you lost a lot of guys on that defense. You're you're losing. A lot of guys on that defense. So, you know, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I understand, Coach Ford, the offense was, yeah, the defense scored as much as the offense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you lost a lot of off on offense as well, my guy. I, I don't know. I mean, I hate, I'm not going to use the opt-out excuse for that game, but, you know, I think all things considered, Rattler played, pretty well but i don't know i don't know a tough one for sure but it is what it is i mean 8 and 5 in year 2 a beamer i'm i'm happy about it honestly i'm i'm pretty happy about it
2: uh anyways let's see That being said, guys, we're going to jump into a quick break.
1: Our first today on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls,
2: and more here on this Tuesday. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls.
1: 843 790 That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven Seven. Uh, in case you missed it, Jovan Gwynn has officially declared for the NFL draft. So, uh, a veteran offensive lineman. On, I mean, he. I think he was a. Did he have any eligibility? He was a redshirt senior. He might have had one more year. I don't know, honestly. But, anyways, Joe Von Gwynn making it official on his Instagram. Yeah, he was. In, he was on campus since 2018. So. I think he did. I think he had the COVID year if he wanted it. Yeah, I think it's the year I believe. So,
2: yep, Jovan Gwyn, Jovan
1: Gwyn officially headed to the next level. Wishing the best of luck. He was a good player for South Carolina. Anyways, 843-790-3377. That is 8437903373. 3, 3, Guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Let's
2: see. Buck Thomas says defense doesn't win games anymore. You just have
1: to play enough. You have to score 40 plus to have a chance to win weekly. Look at the bowl games. Buck, that leads me to an interesting question, just real quick. I'll ask you this. Would you rather be a fan of a team that is elite offensively and porous defensively? So, week in, week out, you got to outscore your opponent. Or would you rather be a fan of a team who is elite defensively but porous offensively? So, if you're going to win, they got to be a low-scoring type of game. What would you rather deal with over the course of a season? Me personally, give me the shootouts. Because at least it's entertaining, right? I'd rather, I'd almost rather go seven and five And average 50 points per game, then go eight and four and average 20 points per game, right? It's just a more fun product. It's just a far more fun product. But what would you guys prefer? That's always a fun conversation because then you find out who's an offensive-minded, defensive-minded, right? Buck Thomas would rather be elite offensively. At least the game's more fun to watch. You've seen the alternative for years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, my guy. Because I mean, I, and dude, I I know what the answer is because, you know, I I hear and 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 feel this fan base, and, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's even when we're winning, we're not scoring. It's it's just just not a lot of fun. It's not a lot of fun, guys. Not a lot of fun. Guys, I will say this. Thank you all so much yet again for the love and support on Twitter. Um, We all know that at times Twitter can be chaotic. It can be hectic. But uh, the growth we saw in 2022 on Twitter, man, uh, 14,000 new followers we gained. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. We almost doubled in size on Twitter in 2022. So thank you guys so much. Let's jump right to the phone lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you?
4: I'm doing good. How are you doing on this uh, Tuesday?
1: I'm doing fantastic. It is Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday. Yeah. I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking what's going on.
4: I would rather have an elite defense, but a good offense. Because if your offense is good enough, you're going to move the football, Okay. There's no sense – I mean, if you have a good offense, you're going to move the football. So if I had to choose, I would rather have a good offense but a defense that nobody wants to go against. Like whenever you play mm-hmm. – like when, whenever you play the, de- the defense I'm talking about, like mm-hmm. whenever they see you go on the field, they're already shaking before they even set foot on the field to go up against your defense. They're already nervous. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to make a mistake, and if they're afraid to make a mistake, they're going to make a mistake. Facts. So I would rather have an elite defense and a good offense any day. Offense gets you points. Defense wins you championships. Period.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You, you, you make a good point. You make a good point. It's, it's not very, it's not very fun to watch in the, in the meantime, but you know, you do make a good point.
4: And I, 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 I think that, and I also agree with you with the whole QB situation, right? If, if rattler and juice do not come back it's going to be an interesting off season mm-hmm. and also if they if they do come back it'll also still be an interesting off season to see what people are going to think if they do come back I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm honestly shocked. they haven't made their decisions yet, but mm. then again, this is a difficult decision. so if it was <clears> me, <throat> I would take my I would take my time and make sure I'm doing the right thing right before I'm hundred percent come out and say I'm either staying or I'm going. So it'll be interesting in the off season. I'm pretty sure we'll find out something at some point. If we find out something, before, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out something before April, because, like you said earlier, I mean, spring ball starts in April.
1: Well, it actually no, so it actually starts oh. in early March, Robbie, and they're there, they do have a, uh, they've only got till January 16th to announce. So we're going to know in the next okay, two so weeks, like, so, right? We, we, we're going to know very soon. Yeah. yeah so. Okay, so that's I think and I think, that, that, and I think the, the transfer portal, I believe that closes January the eighteenth. So we're we're gonna know a lot pretty soon. So yeah, so within the next two weeks we'll find out something.
4: And we're either gonna be upset or very happy because that's usually how it works. Mm-hmm. Right.
5: <clears throat> but
4: I, I just like I said the other day, I'm just gonna, you know, trust Beamer. He's built I am I I truly do believe he's building something special. I mean, the recruiting class that we have so far is is proof of that. He's mm. building something special. And just I'm gonna do like I've said also, just sit back and watch him watch him cook. Just let Beamer cook, doggone it. Just let him cook. While Beamer's in the kitchen, you let him cook. You do not show him how to cook. Let him cook. He knows what he's doing. Coaching legend. And he was an assistant for some coaching legend. So let him cook. Now, does that mean he's going to hit a home run every time he gets a recruit? No, that's not going to happen. Okay? You're not going to hit a home run every time you – every time you step up to the plate and I know I just use the baseball term, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But I do believe that we are de- we're definitely on the up and up. We're gonna I think we'll I think we'll shock some people, regardless of what happens mm-hmm. with this with, with with Spencer and Juice. I think next year we'll, we'll, we'll have some issues, obviously, because we lost a lot of people on defense. Mm-hmm. We lost Dickens, Rush, and Cam Smith. Now, I, now, judging from what I saw from D.Q. Smith in the bowl game, he has definitely got a lot of very good upside for sure.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot, of we got a lot of we got a lot of exciting develop. young guys for sure on the defensive side with Eamon oh, Worry yeah. and DQ Smith and you know I think some of those other guys yeah. as well. Yeah, we're 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 in a good spot I think in regards to the, the young players on defense.
4: Yeah, and and I I'm curious to see how well they develop
2: mm-hmm.
4: going into th- this coming season. <clears throat> like see how the coaches have developed them and made them better because like you just said, right, there's a lot of very good upside to mm-hmm. to the team, right, for for 2023. Mm-hmm. But just because there's good upside does not mean that we're going to win 10, 11 games in year, what, this is what, year three, going into year three of Beamer, mm-hmm. if my yes. math is correct yes. in my head. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, whenever you're on the road, you're going to hit some bumps, okay? Mm-hmm. And 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 we're going to probably hit some major bumps going into the 2023 season with because because of all the players that we lost, mm-hmm. the the very good talent that we lost. But my advice to all Gamecock fans is whenever you whenever it feels like. The poop is going to hit the fan. Okay. Don't panic. All right. Don't panic. All right. Beamer is going to get Beamer's going to write the ship. Come Hades or high water, he's going to write the ship. Right. And he's going to turn us into a contender.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think so too, man. Hey, we're in it for the long haul. We're in it for the long haul. So, mm-hmm. Beamer Beamer's not on the and hot my seat. my prediction for Going, tonight, by yeah, the way.
4: Ahead. My mm. prediction for tonight. I think the magic number is 70-ish for South Carolina. So I think it'll be 75 71 South Carolina. I think the magic number is 70. I think our I think I think our I think our defense is better than Vandy. I haven't watched any 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 Vandy games, none. But I think our I think our links will uh, give Vandy some fits and I got us winning seventy seventy uh, seventy uh, five seventy one.
1: You're riding with the homie Lamont. I love that. I love that.
4: So but yeah I I just you know and and, and honestly, do I think he can – do I think Lamont is the guy – we really still don't know yet. This is still an early an early part of his coaching career at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We won't know what this team can be until maybe if we're lucky year two. But I think by year three, he'll have the guys that he truly wants and he'll, he'll – Make us not a contender per se, but we will give teams some fits. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I have got.
1: Which is the goal in I'm year one? Just give teams, day. just give teams some fits. I agree.
4: Yeah, just, just, just make it, make it, make it, make it to the point where whenever they see you on the schedule, they go, "Oh crap, we got to yeah. travel to Colos. Robbie or South Carolina come in here. Yeah. We're in Rob- trouble.
1: Robbie, my good friend Chase Floyd guessed that you were having fish sticks for lunch. What is for lunch for Robbie Davis today? I need to know. Well,
4: I actually ate my, I actually ate an early lunch before the show came on, but I had a ham I had a uh, ham sandwich with uh, mayonnaise and Frank's red hot hot sauce.
1: Okay. Sounds delicious. You're making me hungry. What,
4: you want to go get you a pub sub now, don't? You?
1: Love a pub sub, man. <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm a love a pub sub. One of
4: these days, I'm gonna
1: try a pub
4: sub. I'm one of these days. I'm gonna go to Publix and get me a pub sub. One of these days. And before I get out of here, prayers to the uh Bills players' family for sure, because I didn't even know about it until I. Check Facebook this morning. So prayers to that family for sure. And uh, you have a great rest of your day. And like always, leave the dumb stuff to me. Go Gamecocks, and to hell with Clemson.
1: Well said, as always, Robbie. You're the man. I appreciate you.
4: I appreciate. You. I appreciate you too, buddy. Have a good
1: one. Yeah, man. You too. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis, as always. Tyler Knowles says, Robbie Davis needs a Twitter. I don't think he has one. I, I don't think – so, Robbie Davis is on Facebook. I think that's all he's on. I don't think Robbie Davis is on anything else except for Facebook. So, <laughs> Robbie Davis on Twitter. What a, what a time that would be. What
2: a time that would be, Indeed.
3: Mm.
1: Anyways, 843-790-3377. Robbie Davis picking the dub, 75-71. From your lips to God's ears. Robbie Davis, from your lips to God's ears. Stacy Gibson says, single best player we've ever had on the worst team I can remember us having. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy, but I, I don't know. We're, we're in a really... We're in a really interesting place when it comes to our basketball program. By the way, shout out to the women's team who won last night. Uh, Winning by 17, I guess, is a bad game for them. But they did come back. Zia Cook with 31 points beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Great job to get the dub on the road, by the way. Uh, Jeff Gulledge, the plan is – I'm going to try to get JC. I'm going to text JC uh, about coming on the show Thursday. Let's see. I'll text him right now, actually. Uh, they are, they are back on their show tomorrow. So they're returning from their break for new year's Christmas, all that good stuff tomorrow. Um, uh, I will, like I said, I just fired over a text. We'll see if JC, the plan will be to have him on Thursday. Yeah. The plan is to have JC on every single Thursday at one fifteen. every single Thursday at one we'll be having him on. So, um, I'll let you guys know if anything changes with that. And obviously as you see guys right now, you know, we're we're not doing the daily guests anymore. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I will look into more, you know, maybe if we want to bring someone on for, for basketball, I mean, I've, I've got some names in mind that I think will be really good to have on once a week. I, I don't think we're going to have guests on, obviously though, guys every single day, you know, when it's not football season, I don't think we're going to have daily guests on when it's not football season. Um, So, you know, I think it's just going to be a lot of us chatting and, com- and that's the beauty of TDC though, right? Like we don't have to have, we don't have to have daily guests on to, um, you know, we don't have to have daily guests to, for the show to be incredible, right? So that's the, the, the calls you guys are what make this show great, honestly. But we're in an interesting spot with basketball, man, because I I just, I I think, I I think most fans, I think most all fans are, are okay, right, with living with the growing pains in year one, new head coach, the, just the, the, the severe transition that you're going through, but, Lamont Paris is just fighting for people's interest at this point because I just from my vantage point, it feels like most folks, especially if things starting tonight in SEC play, if things go south, I I think most folks are just going to tune out basketball and and not look back and, you know, they're going to give Lamont Paris time. I, I really do believe it. I don't think anybody out there is, is, is holding Lamont Paris to the, you know, to the fire calling for his job in year one because I think that'd be foolish. But, you know, what made the last two seasons interesting is there were expectations because of 2017 and that Final Four run and, you know, the the big storylines going into the last two seasons were about Frank Martin and his job security. And that made the season interesting. It's like, I guess I ask you this question. What about this season is interesting. Like, outside of Gigi Jackson, what about this season is interesting? You know what I mean? Um, Because even even with Gigi Jackson's greatness, if you will, like, the rest of the team around him is, is the product as a whole is so bad that it almost, like, it dims the light of G.G. Jackson to such a level where it's, it's hard to even enjoy it. So, I, it's an uphill battle for Lamont Paris. No doubt it's an uphill battle for him. And, and you know, I don't, I don't know how long it's going to take. You know, Coach Ford makes the, the point here. Basketball is a much heavier lift than football, right? Not the in-state prep talent surrounded by schools like Duke, UNC, Tennessee, Bama, Kentucky. This will be a long, slow lift. I don't disagree with you. I, I I really don't disagree with you. Um Yeah, Cody Branch, baseball season coming up. Cody, that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, I'm a baseball guy, right? I mean, for me, people ask me all the time what's your what's your favorite to cover. You know, football and baseball are like 1A1B for me because there there's nothing like a a Saturday in the fall, right? And there's nothing like football season when it comes to content and how fired up people get and how excited folks get. But I'm a baseball guy, right? I love baseball through and through. And uh, I get super amped for baseball, just like I do football. Basketball is is like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just sort of there. It's just sort of there, so... It's just sort of there right now, so.
2: I don't
1: know. Ty if we do indeed get Rocket Sanders, our running back room will be deep again. Will it? Will it be deep, Tyler Noel? Juju's a good player. LaVosia Carroll's never had a collegiate carry. And Braswell Braswell's a true freshman. I'm not saying there'll be a lack of talent, but I think to call the running back room deep is a bit of a stretch. I, I think it'll be a talented room. It'll be a very, very, very unproven room. Very unproven. Very unproven. So, you know. I I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but I think to 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 tout how deep the running back room is is I don't know. I mean, even even this year. <clears throat> even this year. You know, you had Lloyd, Beale Smith was just hurt all year. Juju was okay. And then outside of that, pretty much nobody. I mean, dude, we were hey, we were so deep at running back, we had to put Jaheem Bell back there. So Coach Ford, why did Carroll nor Amos or Amos get a carry? Amos, I have no idea. Lavasia Carroll was hurt in the bowl game or hurt for the bowl game. So he didn't play. But why did he not get a carry all year? I, I have no idea. How, how in the world was Jaheem Bell our best option? Like, that's how deep we were at running back, guys. Jaheem Bell was our best running back
2: the second half of the season. Wow, what a stat here, by the way.
1: The Baseball Cube, South Carolina colleges with the most drafted players since 2003. South Carolina has had 113 players selected. Got a spam call here. Selected in the draft. Clemson right behind them at 111. How about Coastal, 77. College of Charleston, 55. USC Aiken, then 25. Uh, Let's see. Newberry down there with eight. I can think of a few because I played with them. Um, how about it? It's pretty cool. But South Carolina, number one, 113 players drafted since 2003. That's impressive. That's a lot of ball players. That's a lot of ball players. Brian Dean, we got the kid transferring from Newberry. He should bolster our running back room. Yeah, Mario Anderson. I mean, go Wolves! Uh, you know, I'm excited to see how much he will play. Um, Bruin Nation says, "Can't wait for the Fire Kingston merch again, <sighs> bro." I, I don't, I don't want to have to re-promote that. I, I really don't. I, I don't want to have to promote that. I, I don't want to. It's it's a selfish thing too, Bruin Nation, because I love Carolina baseball. So, like, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I I'm not going into the season like, you know, the opening series and just, like, the first strikeout, fire Kingston. I'm, I'm not doing that, and, and again, maybe that's a selfish thing. I've got a soft spot for kind of baseball, and, like, the reason I waited so long last season is because I don't want firing the head coach to be the top storyline of my baseball season, and I say, I say my baseball season, our baseball season, but selfishly, it's my season too. Like, I, I don't want that to be the top storyline. I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't. You know, how how 2020 for South Carolina football was just all it was was fire must champ. That's, that's all it was, fire must champ. That's it. And the top storyline for Gamecocks basketball the last two years was, oh, Frank Martin's job security. What's his job security like? What's the status of his job? Like, I, I'd like to focus on the field of play. Now, if it gets to a certain point, just like it did last year, where it just becomes painfully obvious that something needs to happen, then, then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I'm not entering the season with a with, with just you know a, a fire the head coach mentality off the jump. I, I am I am really really hoping and praying and have my fingers crossed that that we see something we did not see last year. i'm I'm hoping and praying that we, because I tell you guys, as much as I love of baseball, last year was brutal. I mean, it, it was brutal for all of us. Not just for me, for all of us, but it was absolutely brutal. I mean, just going through that, you know, on a, on a <laughs> because I tell you, baseball, when you're not good, that's a long season. I mean, that's a long, long season. So, uh, yeah. Uh, got up a lot of people asking about Rocket Sanders, guys. I, I've just heard through the grapevine rumors saying that Rocket Sanders, that there is potential. There's a possibility that he could land at South Carolina. Again, these are just rumors per sources. Season, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, heard it at the Gator Bowl that, uh, and and from a from a from a reputable source, right? Anyways. Brian Dean says Kingston leads us to Omaha. It's not a prediction; it's a spoiler. Monty Lee makes a huge impact. My record prediction is fifty-two and sixteen. Brian, if we go fifty-two and sixteen, my guy, we are swinging the bats really well. I mean, Brian, I, I would love—I would love nothing more. I, I would absolutely love nothing more than for South Carolina to go to Omaha because. Like, like, please, please take up my June being in Omaha. I, I, I would kill for that. I, I really would. Like, I've told people my, my dream scenarios are doing the Daily Crow outside of the stadium where South Carolina football is playing for either the SEC championship or the national championship, and then doing the Daily Crow in Omaha, Nebraska, because we're there for the College World Series because the Gamecocks are there. Like, like what, what a time that would be. What a time. Um, yeah, I'd I'd love it. (laughs) I'd personally love it. I'd personally love it. Because I can tell you guys this, and I talked about this last year, and I did not do it, right? I did not do it for multiple reasons, but just decided not to. But if, because South South Carolina's baseball season was over by June 1st. It was over. If that's the case yet again, which I'm praying to God it's not. Praying to God. Um, Again, we got a long way to go before this, but not to spoil it, but you're truly going to take some time off for the first time in forever. We're probably going to take two, three weeks off, just completely off. No podcast, no TDC, no nothing. We'll be on social media, but probably that'll probably be like the last two weeks of June. Maybe first week of July as well. But, uh, yeah. We're going to take us some time. Okay, again, that's, that's a ways away, but I've just been thinking about that. So... Anyways, we'll, we'll see what happens with baseball. Um, Lynn Turner, I hope we have a great baseball season. My unpopular opinion. I'm not thrilled about the Monte Lehigh. Why, Lynn? Why? What, what's, what's the reasoning? What's the reasoning behind that? Is it because he comes from Clemson? What's, what's your reasoning behind that? We can talk about all that more on the side, guys. We're going to jump into a quick break. Again, of course, I want to
2: continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377.
1: That's 843-790-3377. Yeah, Gene Lott saw it that Jovan Gwynn is turning pro officially. I know he had kind of hinted that he would be doing that. But it is officially official of Jovan Gwynn will be headed to the NFL draft. So wish him best luck. I think he had a COVID year he could have taken advantage of. But, you know, I, I I don't much blame him at all. I mean, the guy's been in college since 2018. So it's about that time. <laughs> it's about that time to to hit the next level. Um. By the way, guys, I, I know that I have not fixed the uh, the countdown video, if you will. I know I've still got the the Carolina Alehouse graphic, and I keep saying I'm going to fix it, and it's been out there for over a month, so I apologize. But uh, I will be meeting with Carolina Alehouse over the next week or so, and uh, if everything goes the way I want it to go, I know you guys, and it felt I felt like at least you guys were big fans of the the summer tour, the TSUS tour that we had with Carolina Alehouse. I would really like to do a spring tour. I I would love to do that again. Um, Maybe late February, early March through a six or seven week period. I'd love to do that. So I will be chatting with Carolina Alehouse in regards to making that a reality. Uh, I think a spring and a summer tour would be really cool. And, you know, again, I just love going across the state, meeting up with all you you great people and talking game Gamecocks and selling merch and, and doing the damn thing. So we'll let you know what's going on, but uh, I'm looking forward to to meeting up with the Carolina Alehouse folks, and we got a lot of fun things in store and, and uh, looking forward to even bigger and better in 2023. Also, by the way, I'll go ahead and put this out there, guys. Uh, we are taking on new partners and new sponsors in the 2023 calendar year, so if you or anyone you know uh, might be interested, whether you're a small business, you're a big business, you're uh, an individual entity, whatever it might be, if you think you could benefit. And, you know, we work with all types of businesses before in the past. So, um, you know, I will probably throw out a post about that as well. But, you know, always looking to partner up with great businesses and, and help small businesses out and, and have strategic partnerships that can help both parties. So I just wanted to go ahead and point that out and throw that out there that we are taking on new partnerships. And uh, I'm also working behind the scenes uh, trying, to, trying to secure some much, much bigger partnerships as well. So uh, exciting things happening behind the scenes here. Uh, Lynn Turner says this about Monty Lee. His Clemson teams were never great when he got to conference play. I know it makes a difference that he's not the head coach, but his Clemson teams always hit the skids midseason. I think Tanner was as responsible for his success and as, as an assistant at SC as he was. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, that's fair. That That's fair, Lynn. I, I'll tell you this. I think I might be a little biased. Right. A little bit biased when it comes to um, you know, I, I I'm gonna be a bit biased with Lee because I, I know guys that have played for him and, and, and were recruited by him and uh and know him pretty well. And I, I've never met anybody that's had a bad thing to say about the guy. Right. So I I think Monty Lee's a great addition. He's a game cock, he was a game cock first. We shall see. I think we all agree this is a put-up or shut-up. You're like, th- this is this is the year for Kingston, right? We, we all know that. This is the year for Kingston. Um, you know, they're either going to win and win big, or he's gone. Bottom line. Winner, win and win big, or he's gone. And we'll talk about this much, much more as we get closer to first pitch. But, I, yeah. I mean, I, I um, definitely think this is a year where he, 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 there, there's no wiggle room here. Either shit or get off the pot, right? Right? I think super regionals are bust is a real thing for Mark Kingston. So guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. We are we are officially transitioning from I feel like the the football mania, the football chaos into a little bit more of a a tame, calm post football type of vibe. So um Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know. Whatever it might be. Uh, uh, Let's see. Aaron Hodges. Do they have the guns to get to the Super Regional? Which is an interesting way of phrasing that question. But um, we've got the pitching, Aaron, no doubt. And again, we'll break this down more so as we get closer to the baseball season. But we've got the pitching. I mean, I think we've got the arms. The question will be the same question it's been since Kingston basically was hired. It's that, can we hit? Can we hit? If this team hits 270 or better, we're going to the Supers. We might even go to the College World Series. Like, literally. That's how good I think the pitching can be. If guys stay healthy, yeah, I think we're in a good spot. We're in a really, really good spot. So, Hunter Kelly, spring ball will not start... Uh, until early March, probably. I, I, I'm sure that Shane Beamer will, will give us all an idea of when spring ball will start. Uh, sometime, I don't know when he's going to speak. I mean, I don't I don't think Shane Beamer will speak to the media again until signing day in February. Like, I, I don't think he's speaking to the media for quite a while. I mean, what what reason would he have to speak to the media? There's nothing going on. So, all they're doing is recruiting, and uh, I don't know. He, he might have some media – appearance I don't know about, but yeah, uh, I I would expect spring ball Hunter Kelly. Normally it starts around like March 8th or 9th or 10th or somewhere around there. Um, yeah, I I would expect it to start at, at some point then. So, um, yeah, but spring's a fun time, man. You got, you got spring football, you got baseball, you got the spring game, you've got, you know, all kinds of stuff going on. So it's, it's a good time. And a lot of fun and yeah. Yeah.
3: So
2: John Edward, we won't hit look over the years on a Kingston. Yeah, John Edward, I, I know,
1: I know. I I'm I'm very well aware, my guy. <laughs> I'm very well aware of of what the uh what we've done. I'll tell you, though, I'm I'm really – I mean, obviously, I'm really excited for it. But uh, South Carolina should have a pretty damn good opportunity to have a hot start of the season. UMass Lowell to open up. That should be a sweep. Winthrop on a Tuesday night. Queens on Wednesday. So, our, I think we're back, by the way. This wasn't a thing last year. Or maybe that's just the first week of the season. No? There's a couple more. Okay. So, I I, I was going to say, you know – you guys might recall, okay, once we get an SEC play, it doesn't. So, twice this season, we play Tuesday, Wednesday, midweek. That, so, that used to be a thing. But then COVID happened and the schedule got kind of all funky, whatever. But, uh, so, UMass Lowell for three, we open up with. Winthrop on Tuesday. Queens on Wednesday. Then a three-game, 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 a three-game.
3: what happened?
2: King. Okay, we're good. We're back. My camera was doing some funky things, folks. We hit the remix. We hit the re- it might be this Logitech camera,
1: folks. I don't know. Maybe it's the camera. I have no idea. Apologies for the uh the remix there. We hit the remix. Anyways, I don't know. That was the, the Kingston hackers, some some sort of hackers that just hit us. Let me know that you guys can hear me, see me okay. Hackers are thriving. The hackers are never thriving, my guy. We're we're always, we're always, we're always one up in the hackers. They can't do anything. We got it. We're all good. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all see me? What's going on? Let me get some feedback here. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all see me? What's up? The Maryland hackers. Hackers of all sorts, my guy. Hackers of all sorts. We're good. All right, awesome. Awesome. Yep, looks like the mic's good, camera's good. All right, cool. Anyways. Then March 3rd, 4th, and 5th, you got the three-game set with the Clemsucks Tigers. That Friday game at 6 o'clock at their place. Saturday's a TBA, by the way. Hopefully, it's like a 4 o'clock first pitch. And then Sunday will be in Columbia, a 1.30 first pitch. Then you've got Tuesday against the Citadel, March 7th, Wednesday, USC Upstate. And that that Wednesday game, March 8th, is at Floor Field. So how about that? Wednesday against Upstate at Floor Field. Then you got a three-game set with Bethune-Cookman. So you're not even done with with non-conference play at that point. Bethune-Cookman. Then you got PC on that Tuesday. Then you finally begin SEC play the 17th, 18th, and 19th of March, going to Georgia, right? Then you're at Charlotte, March 21st, at Truist Field in Charlotte, North Carolina. Three-game set against Mizzou at the Citadel in Charleston. Three-game set at Mississippi State, March 30th, 31st, and 1st of April. That'll be a Thursday through Saturday, which I will plan on going to start. Well, That'll be a blast. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely planning on going to the dude. Um, then you've got UNC, Tuesday, April the 4th, at Truist Field in Charlotte again. Then you got a three-game set against LSU at home, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a Thursday through Saturday series in Columbia, April 6th through 8th, USC Upstate at home. You're at Vandy for three. I tell you what What sucks about this, that's Friday. That's April the 14th, 15th, and 16th. I'm pretty sure the spring game is going to be on that same weekend. I highly doubt the spring game will be, especially with the baseball schedule, there's no way they're going to put that. But, but granted, they did last year, right? We had the home game against Ole Miss. And then, yeah, we had the home game against Ole Miss. And then um, they had the spring game later that day. So they could do it, but they're probably going to do the spring game April the 15th. But I'd love to go to Nashville. I truly would love I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, Charleston Southern Tuesday game, Florida for three. We got a lot of Thursday through Saturday series. A lot of Thursday through Saturday. April 20th, 21st, 22nd. Then you've got Carolina Auburn. Auburn comes to Columbia for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, then at Winthrop and Rock Hill, I'm sure John Ebert will be happy to go to that one. Then at Kentucky for three. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Tuesday against North Florida. At Arkansas, May 12th, 13th, 14th. I will plan on going to that one as well. That's a Friday through Sunday. Charlotte at home in the final series of the season against the Tennessee Volunteers. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, May the 18th through 20th at Founders Park. So it's going to be a fun baseball season. I know that I just went through the entire schedule, but uh, yeah, going to be a good time. Gonna be a very good time. Nathan Tootin says we'll host if you come to Nashville. No, I said Nashville. Yes, South Carolina kind Vandy, of South Carolina Vanderbilt will be in Nashville for their series. So. Let's see. Yeah, so looking forward to baseball, man. Gonna be a lot of fun. Gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, a lot of big time a lot of big time storylines. NFL announces Bills and Bengals will not be resumed this week. No changes to the week 18 schedule. Hmm. Wow, man. Yeah, I mean I I would expect they will not play football until you know, the everything is is resolved you know what I mean you know because obviously the the health of the players is the number one priority but yeah I would not expect them to to play that game until that
2: that's resolved uh mm-hmm. about their opening how about that
1: Yeah, the Bills updating. DeMar Hamlin uh, is still in intensive care at the Cincinnati Medical Center.
3: Just
2: scary stuff. By the way, of course, if you tune into the Under Armour American game, guys, Nick
1: Harbour playing in that game. So, yeah, it'd be fun to watch him. When is – uh? hold on, let's see. 2023 – when is Easter? Sunday, April the 9th. Okay. I, Brendan, would prefer it be on that weekend because, again, I'd love to go to Nashville to watch the Gamecocks. I've never been to Nashville. I'd love to watch South of Vandy. Would, would absolutely love that. Um – yeah, Cornhole National Champions. Love that. Love to see it. We are a Cornhole school. Coach Ford, I did see uh, Grayson McCall returning to Coastal. I-, I think that's a smart move on his part. I, I really do. I think that's a smart move. Um, yeah, I-, I just, I don't know. I thought it was weird he was leaving to begin with. I-, I really did. I thought it was weird he was leaving. Like, you're the king of Coastal Carolina. Why, why not go back? Why not go back, right? I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Um, Hunter Kelly, didn't we get another tight end from Arkansas? We got Trey Knox, and then who else, my guy? I, I, I don't know of another one. Nathan says, know anything about Rattler? I got here late. Nope, nothing. Nothing that you don't know, probably. I mean, we're, we're, we're just waiting on the decision. Nope, I, I don't think any of us are going to know what he's going to do, I, I mean, I will say this, uh, Antoine Wells' Instagram story yesterday of the NFL podium, basically, I don't think it's a promising sign by any means. I, I don't. Unfortunately, I do not think it's promising. I think that uh, – I think they're probably going. I, that's my guess. That's my guess. And then, of course, what Brad Crawford said yesterday about about Spencer Rattler and, and uh, you know, where, where he's projected to get picked and all that, I – Yeah, I, uh, I'd i be surprised if they're back at this point.
2: I'd be surprised they're back. But, yeah, we'll see. He's got 13 days. He and Juice both. I, I, I don't think we'll be waiting that long, though, Lynn.
1: I, I think they will, uh, yeah, I think they'll get that figured out, so. Coach Ford, Marshawn Lloyd has signed nowhere. My guy. Marshawn Lloyd is unsigned, free agent. He's a free agent out there. So, yep, it's unfortunate for Lloyd, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is all going to how he planned it, but I highly doubt it. Um, tough. It's a sad situation. It is what it is, and I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think a lot of gamecock. I, I know there's a lot of gamecock fans that would that would just gladly take him back, but. I don't know. I, I I don't think there's a path for that. I don't think that that's going to be happening. And I don't know. I don't know where Marshawn Lloyd's going to go. It's it's a it's a shame for him to think what he gave up. Yeah, it's a shame to think what he what he gave up. You know what he could have been this year for us, and you know instead he he chased uh, he chased NIL and chased the portal. That's fine. I mean, I, I you know I uh, happy for him, but. I just hope it works out for him. That's that's it. I hope it works out for him. So Craig Phillips says top five baseball movies. I don't know that I'll give you a top five, but Bull Durham is my all-time favorite. I love Bull Durham. It's it's I love that movie. Love that movie. Um, the Sandlot obviously is up there. One of the best. Um, yeah. So the Major League series is incredible. I mean, Major League's a great movie. That's a that's a great. It's a classic, right? Classic movie. Um Bull Durham for me though, is the favorite I, i'm I'm a bull Durham guy love that movie. It's a great mix of of baseball, romance, drama, right? It's a great movie. It's a great movie. So Field of dreams is a classic too of course, of course so you know I've never seen 42 DgD I've, I've just never stopped and sat down and watched it. I need to I need to. The natural that's a cool one. That's a cool one. no doubt. The Naturals is a good movie, yeah. But I'm a, I'm a Bull Durham guy through and through, man. I, I think that I think that movie does the best job of depicting like what being in a baseball locker room is like. I think that 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 movie does the best job. I think so. So, I tell you what, I watched a movie about Babe Ruth, like it was like Babe. I don't know which, but that that was a great movie too. That was a fantastic movie about his life and everything. Yeah, that was a great movie. So, yes, The Babe with John Goodman. That's exactly, yes, that's a great, that's, and I I love that movie because Babe Ruth's my all-time favorite player. So, that was a cool movie, like seeing his life and everything. Guys, we're going to jump into one final break. On the side, hey, we can keep talking baseball movies. We can talk Gamecocks, whatever you like, 8437903377. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side of the break. You're tuned in
3: to The Daily Crow.
2: All right, guys, we're back. Taking the questions, comments, calls
1: as well eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Nathan Tootin brought up Moneyball. Yeah, I loved Moneyball. Moneyball is a good movie, also. Um, I will say this again: back to the Gamecock side of things, the basketball side of things. Very excited for the game. Very excited for the game tonight. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more so, I think, intrigued than anything, right? Because. We, we all understand that this is a battle of the cellar dwellers. Like, the battle of mid, this is it. This is the most mid of all. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I mean, the Gamecocks are probably going to win a handful of SEC games, right? But if you're going to overachieve in any, in any form or fashion, you got to win this game. <laughs> like, you got to win this game against Vandy. Vandy, by all accounts, is the worst team in the conference. It's either you or them. It's you or them. So, uh, I know it's on the road, and Memorial Gymnasium's already a really weird place to play, and um, we've got our issues, of course, but South Carolina needs a big win in a in a, in a very, very bad way <laughs> for sure. So, um, we'll see what we got. Going to need a big performance from Gigi Jackson. Going to need Hayden Brown to help him out. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. We will see what we got. Anyways, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. 3377 That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. 3377 here on this Tuesday, January the 3rd, 2023. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support.
2: Truly do appreciate it. In case you missed it, guys,
1: Jovan Gwynn officially announcing that he will be entering the NFL draft.
2: Not really, not really surprising, but
3: Let's see.
1: A League of Their Own, that's a good movie, yeah. It's a, it's a really good movie. It's, I'll tell you what, it's a great day in the upstate, too, to sit down and watch a movie and chill. By the way, how many of y'all are back at work today, by the way? Right? I, I, I didn't realize yesterday, of course, yesterday was observed as a holiday, so everybody's back in the office and everything today. Um. Hope you guys, again, enjoyed your... Your holiday, your Christmas holiday, New Year, all that good stuff. Again, I know for most folks today, kind of begins getting back after it, if you will. And uh, yeah, Kemper, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you, Beamer Ball to the moon, TSUs to the moon, Greenville Gamecocks to the moon, my man. Greenville Gamecocks to the moon. Yes, yes, absolutely, my friend. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. The the love and support my guy
2: appreciate you greatly
1: mother clucker says the best baseball movie the sandlot i mean it's classic it's 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 a, it's a classic for sure fantastic movie Without a doubt, a fantastic movie. No question. No question. So, what was cool is uh, I've played out a, a, at a sandlot um, off Bettis Academy Road. If you know where that is, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, off Bettis Academy Road. It's it's uh, out in like Edgefield or something. So, yeah, just outside North Augusta. Yeah, Coach Four, Major League's a fantastic movie. Really is. Yeah. Really
3: is. So,
1: again, seven o'clock tip off tonight. SEC Network is where you can catch the game.
2: Travis Allen, dogs or frogs for the win.
1: Well, I mean, I Georgia's gonna win. I'd I'd be I mean, what a story it'd be if if Duggan led TCU to a to a national title, but I think Georgia's got it, man. I mean, dude, Georgia's a it's crazy to think we got a national championship game where where Georgia's a two touchdown favorite. Really? Just wild, man. Can we can we answer the question though why is the why is the national title on a monday night why why is that the case like that is the most ridiculous
2: absurd it's absurd it's absurd like who schedules this
1: Let's see. Yeah, Georgia sits. Dude, Georgia's now a 14.5 point favorite. So, Brendan M., Brendan M.'s pressed because I'm sleeping on TCU. Everybody is sleeping on TCU. Nobody's giving them a chance.
2: Bro, TCU is plus 530 on the money line.
1: Over-under said it's 16.5, so... We'll see. I mean, I, I, I don't think picking the dogs is a, uh, is a very bold pick. I don't think it's a very bold take at all. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine going into a national championship. Number one, the Gamecocks just being there. But can you imagine going into it and you being a two-touchdown favorite in the national title? Like, what a just ridiculous, what a ridiculous thing. Travis Allen, I have no I I, I'm not 110% sure about Tulane's coaching staff. I have no idea. No idea, honestly. And maybe I should know, but I I don't. I have no idea, my friend. (laughs) No clue. Anyways, guys, like I said, looking forward to tonight's game, taking it all in. Gamecocks are a nine and a half point underdog. I've got 74 to 68, South Carolina falling to Vandy. So I do have the Gamecocks covering, but uh, I have got a Vanderbilt victory in Nashville. Got a Vandy victory in Nashville. So, Uh, Pennant Ritter, this offseason scares me. Reminds me of 2020 when we had started five different quarterbacks. Panic Ritter, if you weren't panicking, you wouldn't be Panic Ritter. So, I, I, I thank you for staying on brand, as always, Panic Ritter. Um, I mean, Will Muschamp was our coach, Panic Ritter. So, I, nothing about this offseason reminds me of 2020. Nothing. What a wild year 2020 was. R- right? Like, what a crazy time. What a crazy time. I just think back to 2020, it's like we were just cooped up in our in our houses for months. Just for months, dude. I, Dude, I played more Call of Duty than I probably should have. Like, dude, we were playing Call of Duty on like a nightly basis. Truly. So. Uh, Jeff Gulledge, TCU's blue chip ratio. I'd have to look. It's It's not nearly as high as Georgia's, and I don't think it's – I think it goes against the grain, Jeff. If they were to win the national title – I think it would go against the grain in regards to you need to be over fifty percent. So, um, you know, maybe they're showing it's possible, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, man, I, I think Georgia's going to expose TCU, bro. I think Georgia's going to wax them. I do. I think Georgia's the best team in college football, and they're, and they're going to they're just Georgia's just the most complete team, bro. What what is their weakness like?
2: What is Georgia's weakness? You know. Do you guys, how many, let me ask you this. How many of y'all recall
1: during uh, the shutdown, if you will, the lockdown, whatever it was, the pandemic, right? We got basketball taken away, end of season. Baseball completely taken away. How many of y'all recall us doing the the, uh, the NBA 2K and MLB The Show uh, content? How many of y'all recall, how many of y'all were tuned in for that? I remember we had like six or seven people that would tune in, tune in live. Six or seven. Nothing even crazy. Like, it it was, but I was just like, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. I'm not going to sit here and do nothing. That's for sure. And I've actually had people come at me and say, Chris, I found you during the pandemic. I found you during COVID because of that content, because there was nothing going on.
2: Let's see. Kakituan says Georgia's secondary is not so good. Okay. You taking
1: TCU, Kakituan? You going that far, my guy?
2: Anyways, guys, let's see. Rocky Twan taking TCU bold. I love it. Live bold, he says.
1: Live bold, he says. I love that. Live bold. How about that?
2: Guys, again, appreciate you
1: all tuning in. Uh, In case you missed it, podcast now being released Monday, Thursday versus the uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. So, just wanted to make you all aware. Of course, TDC continues to roll on Monday through Friday, noon to 2. And that will be available if you miss anything. Available in podcast form every day at 3 o'clock after the show. You can also go back and watch on YouTube, whatever you like, whatever you prefer. You can do that. So, really good stuff. The content continues to roll on as we sit here and, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited, man, to transition from football into the basketball and baseball stuff. And, of course, football continues to roll on. We wait on the decisions from guys like Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, many others. I'm sure the transfer portal is going to keep popping positively and negatively for South Carolina recruiting continues to roll on. Of course, the Under Armour All-American game is today at 5 o'clock. I'm looking forward to tuning in that and getting a glimpse of some, uh, I think, future stars and definitely future contributors for the Gamecocks, especially in the line of scrimmage. So be exciting to watch those guys. And, of course, tip off tonight at 7 o'clock. Gamecocks 9.5-point underdog. I'm locked in 74-68. to Vandy getting the dub. But uh, hopefully the homie Lamont can prove me wrong. We'll be watching it, guys, of course, like I mentioned in the – uh, Big Cock Club Hangout, the Big Cock Club Discord. If you want to join that, get access, patreon.com slash Club. Again, we'll all be tuned in there, watching the game, chatting, conversating, shooting the shit, having a good time. And we'll talk about that game on the podcast Thursday while also breaking down and previewing the upcoming game this weekend, which I'm not even sure. Who do the Gamecocks? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'll go look it up. The Gamecocks play this weekend. Let's see. Who do we have this weekend? Oh, God. The Gamecocks take on the eighth-ranked Tennessee Volunteers at the CLA. <laughs> 330 tip-off. So, uh, dude, SEC play after Vandy gets real very quickly. You got Vandy then against Tennessee at Kentucky, A&M, Old Miss, Auburn at Florida at Georgia. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, we're going to learn about this team real, real Quick, guys! Again, thank you all so much. We've hit two o'clock. Appreciate
2: you all tuning in. Stay tuned to all the content. Y'all have a great. You all.
5: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over thirty-five, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.